Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Counterweight. I'm Eric Brazier, and I'm here with Joel Goodwin of Electron Dance once again. Hi, Joel. Hello. So today we are going to try something a little different, and we are going to talk about a game. And the game that we are going to be talking about today is Papers, Please. So Papers, Please is this game where you're at a... It's basically an immigration checkpoint, right, for this uh, fictional, uh, I guess, communist country. And uh, that's basically a job just to get everybody through, you know, um, review their passport um, and maybe any any other uh, paperwork they've got with them. And make sure it just all adds up. But they keeps on throwing in these little uh, little events as well, right? Like um, someone will say something, but you know, make sure my my husband gets my my wife gets through. She's coming in behind me, and and also there are bigger events like you know. Um, uh, shootings at uh, at the actual checkpoint. This isn't a big surprise if you've seen the trailer because they're all all spo- some of them some of these events are spoiled in there. I think that's a that's a good fair summary, isn't it? Yeah, no, I would say so. What 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 uh, what made you want to talk about this game? Perhaps that's a good way to get into the conversation. Well, it all originally started with you because you mentioned to me, "Have you played Papers, Please?" about several months ago uh, because it was being mentioned by people who uh, you know were talking about Cart Life. So I guess that's where it all started, and and then the final release came out, and I thought, well, I mean, it's about time people are talking about it in uh, in positive terms. So I finally got on to playing it in the last couple of weeks, and I would say I liked it. What about yourself, Eric? That is a ringing endorsement. I would say that I dislike it more than I like it, but I think that both of us are maybe a little lukewarm on it. That's the kind of the sense I'm getting. Um. I, I, I I liked it well enough. I think my main problem with Papers, Please is that it doesn't have enough structure, which is strange because I think the game is trying not to have a structure, but that's in, in, in not having a structure. I think it's it's it has a fault because the game just kind of goes on and on and on and on. I guess that's kind of. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd say it's a problem with structure. Um, um, it was more of, but, but it's the same thing. I guess we're talking about. Uh, I played it uh, for a few nights, and I was really into it. And I thought I really like this game and how it kept getting more complicated. And then I stopped playing it, and I didn't feel I wanted to play it again. Like I'd reached a point where the game had drummed up enough complexity and the odd uh, event um, that. You know, I didn't really feel like I needed to play it anymore. And when I forced myself to finish it yesterday, because I thought, well, we're going to talk about it, uh, I found it a little bit of a slog. It's like, oh, it's like the first half of the game was good and exciting. And it's like I didn't need the second half of the game. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I don't want to compare the game to Cart Life because that's just, you know, a fool's errand. That's not fair to, to Papers, Please. I mean, you know... You know, and we, I think we both have said our, our, our piece on Cart Life, so we don't need to bring it up. But oh, I, I will, I'm going to come back to that point later because there's a few things I want to say about that. But let's carry on. Well, I just, you know, one of, one of the things I think that, that's great about Cart Life is that I think, you know, and why Papers, Please was getting, uh, you know, so many comparisons to Cart Life is because it's about real world events and real world people. Um, and it is very repetitive and there's very repetitive actions in both games. What makes Cart Life work better, I think is that it has a very strict time limit built in. And this game does not. 
And so on one playthrough, you know, I got arrested after, you know, two, two weeks. And in my second playthrough, I, I, I unfortunately did not have time to finish, but I'm like on day 23 or something. And, and I just, I don't know when it's going to end and things keep getting more and more complicated. And uh, it, it just, it's getting to be very painful to want to see the end of the second playthrough. And so that's kind of my, my main problem with the game is that it just doesn't know when to quit. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I actually got through to the. I mean, I actually, uh, I had. I guess I said I, I played it for a few days and I lost pretty quickly the first time um, because I was still trying to figure out the game and my entire family died after about four days, five days. I was that bad, um, and so the second playthrough then went all the way to the end, and that is day thirty-one, something like that. And it just felt very long uh, by that point. I, like I loved the game when I was getting to know it, and but at a certain point, it, it the sort of the drudgery of it became more drudgery, and I I just started to get a bit. <laughs> I was getting bored. It's a terrible thing. It doesn't have to be fun. But the thing is, Papers Please was actually fun. Uh, trying to you know, it's like a puzzle. You're trying to put a puzzle together as quickly as you can. And it kept on throwing in more more spanners, and I really really kind of liked that, and the and the sort of the the feel of it, um, it, it all seemed to work quite well. But then the the shine comes off when it goes on, like past about day fifteen twenty. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think you know maybe structure is the wrong word to use with the game. I think maybe if the game was a bit more focused, you know, maybe that's a better word. I do think the game goes on way too long. You know, I I think two weeks would be more than enough, and it would get you the point of the, that the game is trying to make, you know, but we can talk about what the point of the game is maybe later. Cause I, I'm not super clear on, you know, what exactly it is. The other, the other thing I liked about the game is I, I, I agree with you. I think early on the gameplay of it, which is basically just you sitting in a booth for eight hours a day or nine hours a day, uh, calling people in to be processed or, or get rejected at the, at, at the, uh, checkpoint was really interesting. And, you know, even to the point where when it starts getting more complicated, you have these sort of different things going on where I think on days 15 or day 16, they throw this thing in where uh, you have to start looking for, for wanted criminals. And so, you know, I got to this rhythm where I started coming in in the morning, you know, to work every day and arranging, you know, the rule book and the, and the wanted poster and, and, and mm. things like that in a specific place every day. So I knew where things were and that, I, that I liked because that felt very true to life where, you know, I come into work and I have, you know, my, my computer in a certain place and I have my coffee in a certain place and I have a, a pad and a piece of paper in a certain place on my desk and in my real job. I thought that that was really interesting and it was the moments like that where the game really came alive for me and I just wish there would have been more of those. Yeah, the um I think it was um uh, it's 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 funny the actual the, the the raw paperwork of the game is kind of fun and it's interesting how it keeps on trying to upset you by saying oh now you've got to check this and now you've got to do that. But there's um what really uh, uh kind of upset my play um in in the start particularly and also a few times later on is that it wasn't really clear how the interface worked i don't know if you had this problem but you know it says something like um you have to start searching people right and i think i was trying to work out well uh, the, the 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 gender's wrong um was it the gender wrong or something like that um i can't remember what it was but 
it was like, I want to search them more. How do I search them? And it wasn't clear how I did that. And it took me a while to work out, oh, I'm supposed to bring up this discard thing. Then I have to link that to that in the rule book. And I had to keep on linking things to the rule book. And I found that kind of tedious. I, I know it's supposed to enhance the feel that it's all about the paperwork. But it felt very kind of gamey at that point. Like, oh, I would never have guessed that. And I, I wasted a lot of time with the interface sometimes trying to figure out how I was supposed to do something. Yeah, it, it you know, hearing you talk about that actually reminds me of uh, you know, a game series which I absolutely love but has a lot of those problems, you know, the Ace Attorney series for the for the Nintendo DS. Uh, you know, I, I love those games, but in a similar way, you know, I call it moon logic where you just sort of have to figure out what the game wants you to do rather than <laughs> what actually would make sense in this scenario. Um, you know, to, to the point, my, my problem with, you know, the interface in papers, please, you know, because actually it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I played the demo that was out um, or the alpha or whatever it was, you know, a few months ago when it was getting kind of, um, some traction, I think on the cart life steam forums is where I f- first found out about the game of, of all places. And there was a, a very specific incident in, in day two or day three where, there's a there's a recurring character which keeps showing up every couple of days with like you know first he has no passport then he has like a crude <laughs> forgery that's not even from a real country uh then he has like a passport and no entry visa or whatever and then finally he comes and everything's in order and you can pass him through and in the in the demo it was very unclear that you were supposed to because what how the game works is you're examining a passport and you're examining documents and you're examining work visas and all these things to, to find out exactly, you know, should you let this person in and you have to check dates and you have to check genders and do the names match and all these documents. And there's a lot of them. I mean, sort of towards the end of the game, you can have, you know, what, four or five documents you have to check. Um, And in the demo, it was very unclear that you were supposed to examine uh, you know, the, there's, there's, I forget what it's called, but it's sort of like an investigation tool and it's a discrepancy finder and you have to, that's right. Yeah. You have to click on a certain portion of the rule book and then you have to click on the empty desk. Yes. That's in, the, yes. Which, that was the one. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which indicates that he doesn't have a passport and the developer of the game actually had to say, Oh, this is what you're supposed to do there. And I think it was a bit more clear in, in, in the final released version, but I think it still wasn't clear enough. And yeah, that is a very gamey sort of thing, but I don't know. I don't know how he could have done that better, uh, which is kind of my, you know, my go-to answer for that. There's a, there's a a lot of things in it like that. Um, Not, not an awful lot, but I was like, um, um, there was another one where um, you got this certificate at some point. Well, I got a certificate anyway, sufficiency. Um, And I said, please hang this on the wall. And I thought, what? I just try to put it on my desk somewhere and just sits there and I just don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. And then by complete accident, I tried giving it to somebody and it ended up on the wall outside the booth. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that wall. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, got it. Um, And uh, that was one. And there was a... But there are actually... Some of these things are quite deliberate because there's um, there's more you can do in the game that that if if you just, you know, try it out. Um, so, you know, we're all into spoiler territory, so I'm fine saying this. But something I had discovered I could do, um, just by accident, is that uh, someone, in one of the last few days, I think, uh, gives you a sort of love letter. Um, and almost to like, kind of, you know, say, but, you know, I said such nice things about you. Can't you let me through? 
uh, no, but you know, I keep the love letter anyway, so it's still on my desk. And then you can give it to somebody else who's kind of like um, uh, depressed or something. Yeah. And it's so hot, and you said something nice about them that you know they they leave one of those you know special coins or whatever they are in the game. And it was just kind of. It's not important that moment, but it's just there if you try to push the interface a little bit. So there's some good and bad in the fact that the interface is a bit unreadable at times. Yeah, no, I I think I would agree with that. Um, I, I remember this one part in the game where this guy comes through and all his paperwork is in order. And then he says, oh, my wife is behind me. You know, please let her through. And she doesn't have all the correct paperwork. And um, I think the first time I let her through and she was very appreciative. And then the second time I, I, I was playing the game, I, I didn't let her through and she kind of just walks away despondently yeah and you know my problem with that is you know i i think a lot of the a lot of the intention of that sort of thing is is very interesting and i think it's a um it's 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 just not affecting enough i think the dialogue in the game doesn't come across as something that people would actually say in that situation and you know, a, a lot of what is happening in the game feels very, it feels very structured in a, in a way that doesn't make it feel like it has any sort of uh, verisimilitude. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Uh, it's it's it comes across as a game more often than it comes across as real people. Right, right. That's that's the feeling I had a lot of the time. That, at, you know, um, especially when it. But this it's, this mixes up a couple of things. You've got the you've got to like maintain your family or whatever, right? And you don't see those people. You don't really know anything about them except some icons that turn up, you know, between turns. And the reason I started caring about them is because I lost the first game when they all died. After that, they become I trying to keep them all alive. Uh, there is a small pang at the back of my mind when thinking these these are actual real people, part of my family. But it's more of a game goal. And then I started, um, you, you get the guard coming in at some point saying you can detain people. And he'll give you some money for detaining people. Um, because he gets paid for it. So why didn't you send more people to get through to get detained? I can reject I can reject the visa, but sometimes you've got the option to just detain them. And uh, you can get, then get some like bribe, bribery money for that. Well, I needed that money to, to get keep going in the game. So I just kept on detaining as many people as I could. And it, I didn't feel so bad about it because it helped me go through the game. And that's that was one of the issues where I felt like I wasn't feeling the people as much as I could. Sometimes I did. And that person you're talking about, the um, um, I think his name was Georgia or something like that, Yoya, um, the the guy who kept on coming in with a paper, you know, he'd drawn a passport and eventually comes in with proper documents. Um, He's one of the few people in the game who feels quite real, particularly over the last few days. And there is a sort of, even though I, I found the game more kind of like, kind of like drudgery after a certain point. Towards the end, it it really picks up. There's something, there's a certain urgency about the game. Towards the end, you know that the end is coming, and and it's up to you about what you're going to do about it. And uh, to be honest, my playthrough, I was left with some. It was it was bleak or bleak. It was pretty horrible for me, but uh, but that that character, that one character who who becomes the person you see a lot in the game, he felt more real than anybody else in it. I felt. Yeah, no, I, I did. Yeah, he's the one character that I really do remember, and I, I agree with you. He does feel like a real person more than most of the other people in the game. 
and you know, I want to go back to the family for a minute because I, I think that's probably one of the places where the game falls down the most. I, I don't, that was the most gamey part of the game to me. And it really did feel like a resource management sim at that point. And I don't think that that, I don't know if that was intentional, but I don't think that that's what you want that part of the game to feel like. Uh, because it's like, okay, well, if I don't pay my rent, then I'm going to get evicted. So that's not good. So I'm going to pay my rent. But if I don't, you know, I, I got to the point where like I was, I didn't have enough money to feed and have the heat on. So one day I would feed them and not have the heat on. The second day I would turn the heat on and not feed them. And it was just sort of this, like nothing really bad happened because, you know, one day they were cold, but not hungry. The one day they were hungry, but not cold. The next day they were cold, but not hungry. The next day they were hungry, but not cold. And I just kept going back and forth like that. And I was basically gaming the system yeah. where, and I, I didn't feel any problems or, or hesitant to do that because, you know, in, in, in the real world, you know, if this was a, you know, I, I don't want to say that this was, was actually happening, but, you know, if it was actually happening, um, you know, you would come home and your, your, your wife or your child would, would be huddling in a corner, you know, with blankets on and you'd be cold and they'd be complaining or they'd be hungry and they would be complaining and, you know, asking for food. And, you know, I think the game would have been more affecting if, if you had actually had some moments where you're, you're playing the home part of the game as you're playing the work part of the game. Yeah, I guess that's why I get a bit, um, I don't find, there's a lot of reviews talking about how this is a very bleak game, you know, a bit like the way people talked about Cart Life, um, where I just don't think that, I, it just doesn't work like that for me. I got to the end of the game and I had some pretty horrible options at the end and it was either dark or dark and I, I felt like that was like my just desserts for the way I behaved in the game. Yeah. <laughs> it actually made sense what with a place I ended up at. Um but at the same time uh it's it still felt like it was a game. Uh the, going hand in hand with the family aspect, looking after your family, was this aspect of you get paid for everybody who goes through the the gate. And it's like that doesn't that doesn't feel very communist to me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And it, it's very kind of like it doesn't even feel like public service, you know, that you get paid a fixed wage. You don't get you know, that's very, very a capitalist way of looking at things. I'm going to pay you for how many people you put through the gate. So if you get more efficient, uh, you know, you'll get paid more. And I just didn't feel like it fitted at all. And on top of that, uh, I think this was uh, Yahtzee's point when he looked at Papers, Please, who who did really like the game, uh, but he had some gripes with it. And w- w- this is one of them. How come they've got a machine which can tell you that you've let someone through, <laughs> you know, when you shouldn't have let them through or oh, been rejected? Yeah, that was I was going to bring that up because that that drove me absolutely insane. And I think that was the, the, the worst part of the game, really, was was because that was, you know, I think, you know, I, I can understand the impetus to, to give instant feedback to the player because, of course, you want to feel like you're succeeding or failing. And if you don't know that you're succeeding or failing, that that's maybe a problem. But. I wish that they would have done a weekly review or something or something else, yeah. you know, something that felt a little more um, true to how this sort of thing would actually work in, in the real world. Because, of course, if they have a machine that tells you if, you know, the, the person you just let through or not was, was, was actually supposed to be let through or not, why, why do you need to be there at all? 
Like why why not just have the machine do the do the work then? And that 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 was never a question that was answered to, in the game. And I, I didn't. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't get to the last day, so maybe it was. But no, no. I mean, it's just a gamey thing. You you. It was a thing that was put in there so that the you got feedback of what, what you were doing. But there was another part of that. Um, I didn't like it, that. Um, towards the end of the game, like the last five days, I was getting a lot of rejects and I had no idea why. It was saying like invalid ID number or something like that. And I was thinking, but I thought I checked everything. What did I miss? And it was driving me crazy. There were some days I like, like I had three wrong in a row and I was like, I don't get it. What, did it, I, what is it I didn't do? And it just, it wasn't, it was, it became annoying at that point. It was like, I know I did wrong, but what am I doing wrong? I just couldn't figure it out. And um, considering I was very desperate for cash at the end of the game, um, it, it's just, it was, it was like, I was losing my mind every time that you started, you could hear going, oh God, what? I wanted to punch the machine, whatever was telling me. But in contrast to the start of the game, uh, because it's so easy to do the job right, you don't get any printouts. But I didn't know I was doing the right job. And there was wonderful sense at the start, like, ooh, it's a bit vague and ambiguous. It's very grey. I don't know if I'm doing the right job or not and where the consequence is going to be. And that's a moment of cart life there. I thought, I don't don't know where the consequences are going to come out from this game. It felt very kind of cause and effect and distant. And then, of course, these printouts started coming out, and I yeah. realized, ah, oh, I'm not. I'm going to know exactly what I'm doing wrong here. Yeah, no, I and I think that's the the, the biggest uh, comparison, you know, to Cart Life. Um, you know, because since you brought it up, I think you know Cart Life really does sort of um, hide a lot of the cause and effect, and, and you don't know what you're doing wrong or you don't know what you're doing right, and um, until the very end of the game, and, and and Cart Life just feels very very focused in a way that this game does not feel um, focused. You know. Uh, and that's one of the key areas I think where, where papers, please falls down. Um, you know, I I think another area where papers, please perhaps falls down is in, in the, you know, additional complexity of, of, of how to get money, you know, you can detain people. Um, but I never really found a way to detain people if they weren't supposed to be detained. So I wasn't sure what the point of that was yeah i know what you mean i I felt like um it was only like certain it felt like it had to be a particular kind of um you know um breach right like um yeah the the passport details were looked like they were forged or wrong uh just didn't match and then or fingerprints were didn't match and then you could detain them or just reject but if you just wanted to detain someone just for the sheer hell of it it was not possible there was no way to do it which I, i found very odd and, you know, the other big fault, well, there, there's two other big failings of the game, I think. Number one is I never understood the um, scanning portion of the game, really, because, you know, there's this there you at one point in the game, you get a scanner and you're supposed yeah. to scan people if you find a discrepancy. And usually the discrepancy is this person has a female name and it but it says male on their passport or they look like a woman but they you know it says male on their passport or whatever and so the way that you you know decide uh, uh, whether or not this is actually correct is if you you know highlight the discrepancy and then you are supposed to scan them and comes back and let's say it's a, a person who looks male with a female name and male on their you know female on their passport um, and you say whoa that's weird and you get this printout and they have breasts and you're like, oh, OK, they, re- they really are a woman. Uh, and then I would let them through and it would say, you know, you should not have let this person through because it looked like they had contraband. And I'm like, I, I never found a way to 
examine the picture to see if they actually had contraband. I tried like highlighting the rule book, uh, you know, highlighting the contraband rule in the book and highlighting the picture and that didn't work and a couple of other things. And it just felt very arbitrary and it felt very like, well, okay. Sure. It could be that you just had a, a yeah, something with the interface didn't get quite right. Cause I, I, I didn't have that kind of problem because uh, I had a lot of uh, weight discrepancies, right? Weight discrepancies are where I got the scanner being used most. Um, yeah when the weight is wrong and then you'd have to do a scan and then um you could then there are two sides to the photo so you could turn it around and it's almost always behind oh, um, i didn't know that you could turn the photo around there's a small little um arrow at the bottom that, oh. see there you go that's a, that's i thought there was something missing and it's almost always there's something taped to their leg or their back or something and then you highlight that so i'm that's probably something that you uh, just missed that that's it then yeah and i but i but i think that's a failing of the game i think that that should be made a little more obvious you know because i i wouldn't think to turn a photo like that over you know like that just wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to me to do and mm. so you know maybe that's just a failing on my part but I, I i think that's some of the game's fault as well oh i'm, I'm not uh i'm not blaming you <laughs> please uh, please don't because i will deny you entry um but i I think we should also say that, you know, there are a lot of things about the game uh, I liked. as I really enjoyed it at the start. And um, and definitely even as it got more and more complicated and threw things in. And it was just so joyful sometimes where, you know, um, you know the this narrative event would then give rise to um, a change in procedures. You know, like there's an attack or whatever. So there's more, you know, I have to search everybody and... Later in the later in the game, there's other events like there's um there's um, a polio outbreak, and so you have to reject everybody, and then it turns into well you need a health certificate, and I, I just I love those sort of like the way they just introduced more more admin and paperwork, and it just felt very I don't know I felt like I was it's like the wire you know it's like <laughs> this is the, the kind of heaping upon bureaucracy, but whether it's actually doing any good is is you can't really tell. Uh, so do you want to say something? No, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I like that part of the game very much. And I think it, 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 that's the part of the game that I think works the best because it, it's, it's very well balanced in a way and it doesn't throw too much information, too much information at you all at once, but it just kind of piles, you know, information atop information, atop requirement, atop requirement. And if that feels very true to life where things just get more and more complicated as the game goes on for external reasons, you know, like um, they have problems with uh, terrorist attacks at the checkpoint. And so they start requiring entry tickets and they start requiring um, entry passes. And, you know, then they decide that you need work permits and, uh, you know, then they decide that that people from this country have to be searched, and people from this country can't be in. And then they start asking you to look for criminals, and you know all of these things. And I, I think that works very well, and it makes it very frantic in a way. But I found that it worked best if you were very deliberate uh, at, at looking at the documents and sort of picking an order to look at them and making sure that everything was correct and maybe doing a second viewing of it. And so that's the part of the game that I really, really enjoyed, and and I thought worked the best was here, here's a game that is getting across what it feels like to do a good job but i don't know that that was what the game was trying to tell me so uh, you know maybe that's that's a good segue into what is the point of this game because i don't know if i'm supposed to take pride in the work because of course i'm 
working for a corrupt government who kills its citizens and all kinds of things. At the same time, I don't think the game is supposed to be telling us that communism is bad because that kind of seems you know, ridiculous. I mean, I think we all know <laughs> that, that communism is bad, or at least communism is bad as practiced in the world as, as it has been in the past hundred years. So, or, or oppressive governments or totalitarian governments or whatever. Right. Um, so what, what do you think that, that the point of the game is? I must admit, I'm not sure if there is a point. Um, I mean, I've actually read a little bit around, um, there was a little article about the game on Gamma Sutra, um, about, you know, um, uh, Lucas Pope's ideas for the game and it, it seems like you know he was fascinated with immigration um, you know and, and what goes on in in every kind of you know around the world as, as people are passed through immigration and I think it's more of a just like it, it's another it's a game where it's it's supposed to like put put the focus on the way cart life does the, the joy of mundane work and and, and and I can see that. I can appreciate that. Whether there's uh, any more point to it than that, I, I, I'm not quite sure, really. Uh, I didn't felt, feel it was... Yeah, it's a bad political situation, but it's not really going to... I don't think it's really telling us anything. I think the fact that all these different directives come down, like left, you know, left, left, right and centre, you know, every, single, every couple of days something changes. I mean, that's indicative of any, any government that likes bureaucracy. Well, any government then. And you know, how hard it is for the public service to always react and all the flaws that you see in the public services, you know, and not just immigration, but any public public service, um, they may simply be, you know, trying to respond to political needs all the time. We've got universal benefit coming in here and they said they were going to do it, what, they said they were going to do it in two or three years or something. And it's, it's an enormous amount of work and an enormous task to replace all of the, the welfare benefits uh, given out to everybody and, and shrink it into a single benefit. And they can have an IT system which is just going to do it all. And it's just, it's an impossible task. They've asked them to just get it done in like two or three years. And it's just, there's already people saying that this is going to be a disaster. All because of the politics, not because of the people on the front line. Well, here in America, we don't have any public benefits, so we don't have that problem. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think you're right that the, the, the point of the game is maybe is taking, taking joy in, in sort of the mon, mon, mundane work that you're doing. But in that case, I think the game is, is hurt by its setting because it seems like it's, 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 it's clouding the, 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 the point of the game, right? And there's a, there's a naivete to the political situation and sort of the, the, way that the, uh, the way that the people in this oppressive, you know, totalitarian regime live that, that just doesn't ring true to me. I mean, I remember at the very beginning of the game where you get a newspaper every day that's telling you what's going on. And the, the very first issue that you see uh, is kind of this, this, um, I forget exactly what it's saying, but it's basically challenging the government. And that just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth right off the bat, because of course, that's not how the press works in a totalitarian government. There's a little bit of naivete there about how these governments and how these societies actually function. Um, and I think the game probably, if that was the real point of the game, which was just, yes, take joy in the, in, in mundane work, um, why not just set it in Canada in 2013 then? I, you know, I just, I feel like there's, there's, there's something missing there and there must be a reason why Pope set it in this kind of situation that no one has really hit on yet. 
I mean, I, I think I, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to try and make any uh, real guesses about that. But um, it's just I think it sounded like an interesting setting for it. You know, this kind of uh, you've got the potential for, for you know intrigue and like for spies and that and act you know activists and that sort of thing uh, in in such a you know a difficult difficult country. Uh, but you are right that it does feel at times where it just it feels a little bit off that it's not scary enough in a strange way you know it's it's more oppressive but um it, it's it's oppressive in some ways but it doesn't seem oppressive enough at times uh and so you know we've already talked about the money thing which just seemed a bit odd as well but you know going going all the way down the line to the to the end it's then it starts to come back the fact that you know you may be in trouble well i certainly was at the end of my playthrough well i think you know i haven't got into to day 31 when, when does it end is it day 31 it's either um, day 30 day 31 you're given uh, some uh warning that you're going to be audited now um that see i had actually got involved with the activists yeah, that's right. I I sort of got kind of got involved with them as well, and I think I let one of them through, and then the subway was bombed the next day. Um, my my <laughs> first play, my first playthrough, I think on day like six or seven, you get uh, like a thousand, you know, rubles or whatever it's supposed to be, and uh, I took the money at my first playthrough, and then about a week later, I was audited and I was thrown in jail, and my whole family was thrown in jail, and that was the end of that playthrough. Um, in my second playthrough, I, I very wisely um, burn the money. And then the second day, that if you burn the money one day, um, the next day they, they give you more money to right. burn, which seems weird to me because that, again, was sort of the, 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 the fourth wall breaking down or sort of like this gamey moment where you're like, how did they know I burned the money? Like, why are they giving me more money? I don't, I don't get this. This seems weird to me. This doesn't seem true to life. Um, and so how I, does it, and how I, does anybody know that I have the money? That 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 seemed weird to me too. Well, there, there was very. I, I don't know about your playthrough, but in my playthrough, this worked really well um, because uh, I let someone through or whatever. I got the money, and I thought, "Wow, that is cool having that amount of money. I don't have to worry about the money anymore." I was thinking, "I can just, I can just, you know, do my job now," and um, I didn't even think that. Isn't it ridiculous that I've been given like so much money and it kind of destroys the resource management part of the game? No, I was, I was, I just didn't think about it. So there was a possibility to upgrade the uh, housing. So I thought, oh, fine, I'll do that. I'll upgrade. And then, then the game said, well, people have noticed you starting to spend a lot of money. So <laughs> they've reported you and your accounts have been frozen. You're being audited. And I actually got through that, but the money didn't come back. And I immediately um. moved back out into the uh, lower class apartment. But I just kind of loved that moment because it was a bit like, oh, God, I did, I did that to myself. What an idiot. I have no idea what would have happened if I'd stayed in the lower class apartment. But it's quite possible that, you know, the game would have said, well, you seem to be spending more money anyway. You know, that it had nothing to do with the apartment. Yeah, that's that's strange, you know. I and I think you know maybe one of the implications there is that the, the government is supposed to know exactly how much money you have because, of course, you know they're they're paying you every day and um yeah, they they know what your expenses are. For example, I mean this you know it doesn't it doesn't strike me as the kind of game that would shy away from that sort of mechanic. You know we we haven't we haven't talked about the the I think the one big problem that that I had with it, which was uh, at a certain point in, in the playthrough, you're you're given a gun. And uh, uh, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're told that if you shoot people, you'll get a bonus. And that, to me, 
I think was the worst part of the game because number one, that just did not, that, that just doesn't happen. Number one, where, where you're giving immigration control a gun to shoot people <laughs> like, and, and, and number two, it just kind of made the game feel like it was trying to raise the stakes in a very artificial way to me. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like that when they said that, you know, they're removing the guards. So, you know, you'll have to, you know, do some, you know, protect, you know, take a gun out yourself. I thought it's just felt kind of wrong. I just like that was at that point. I thought you've got to be kidding me. You know, this um, it, it just the fact they were cutting down on security for something that was so important. You know, this is the, the, the only the checkpoint they finally opened, opened themselves up to the rest of the world. It was like, you've got to be kidding me. They're not going to do this. I don't care how short of money they're going to be. This is going to be the place where they have the most guards of all. And you, you're not going to have an immigration officer getting a gun out. <laughs> it's just not no, yeah, it just it, it doesn't happen, right? And I, I just but, felt like it did kind of disturbed the, the, the calm of the game of just pushing papers around. I also didn't particularly like it when a bomb was, chucked, was put into the put onto my desk either. I mean, it's, it's a nice kind of scary moment, but it, it just felt a little bit um, wrong, yeah, that's that's what I really that's what I really think. I mean, you know, again, we can compare it to Cart Life, where you know Richard Hoffmeyer, um, you know, really did a lot of of, of like real world research um, on the lives of cart vendors and things like that, and, and and really spent a lot of effort to make the game um, feel as real as possible. And of course, you know, there is no way for Lucas Pope to um, do real world research on you know Cuban immigration control, for instance, but. At the same time, you know, common sense should tell you that perhaps that's not the best way to interject uh, some sort of, you know, fear or tension into your game. Because no one is going to plunk a bomb down at immigration control and then walk away. Right. Like they're, they're not they're not going to do that. And so I think, you know, I keep coming back to they would not do that. But I think that's kind of the mantra, the mantra of the game, which is there's a lot of intriguing things here, but at the end of the day, this person would not act like this or this person would not do this. I mean, going back to the, we keep on bringing up cart life, but I think it's because a lot of other people brought up cart life and there are some interesting parallels, but the interesting thing about papers, please is that it's a better game. Uh, It's, and it's very polished and I don't think it suffers from bugs because it's it's really hammered down um you know uh, things that would have caused problems so events happen on specific days I think uh, the the Gama Sutra article which I mentioned says that you know he's been criticized uh, Lucas Pope has been criticized for making the events so rigid and happening at certain times but he said but this the consequences of all those events are so kind of like they so they connect up so so much that when you started moving them around it just broke the story and broke the way the game was working and he just the only solution was to just nail everything down yeah and as a result it makes the the game is very solid i don't think it has you know it doesn't feel like it's got any bugs the way that card life would often break um so as a result i think you're seeing Papers, please do better than Cart Life. I, I couldn't tell you in terms of sales, but I see it talked about a heck of a lot more than Cart Life, and it's actually turning up in in uh, our newspapers here, which I don't think Cart Life ever did. Uh, yeah, on the more in the paper that go you people pick up to go into work, the commuting paper that's free uh, here, Metro. There was a review of it in there. And it's that's just, pretty. That, that's pretty astounding. 
And it's like, you know, they're saying the same things about Papers, Please, which are the kind of things you would assume people would say about current life, you know, about how it feels real and, and you know, the, the, the lives of ordinary people. Uh, bleak. <laughs> bleak keeps on coming up. Uh, and, you know, all that sort of thing. And it just feels like, oh, look here, the reviews for Cart Life. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think some of that could just be Cart Life it was ahead of its time. And, you know, Cart Life certainly did get a lot of attention um, after the fact. We, we shouldn't ignore that. And I think, you know, a lot of people have, have moved on from Cart Life at this particular moment in time. I think you and I included uh, although we're always happy to, to talk about car life, I don't think we're we're super interested in, in in plumbing the depths of it as much as we used to be, um, just because it it doesn't seem really super relevant anymore. And I think you know, papers please is is the new. If anything else, papers please, I think is indicative of the kind of game that is going to be influenced by cart life, and and maybe that is cart life's. Um, real you know gift to the world is that is it is influencing game developers to do different and interesting things and i think papers please is certainly that and i think you know to your point about bugs and things like that i think maybe papers police is getting more attention simply due to the fact that it was pretty much immediately available on commercial you know formats on steam for example and uh, it, it also is a much more solid game. You know, I, I, I never had it crash on me. And, you know, whether or not you think it's a good idea to have all of the events happen at the same time. You know, I've been saying a lot about what I don't like about the game, but I think that's one of the things I do like about the game because it feels like a discrete, you know, month in time and you get to replay it and try different choices and see what happens but events are not going to move around depending on what you do because that's just not what the game is interested in doing it's interested in telling the story of this one particular month and what happened in that month is what happens in that month and what changes is your reactions and your choices indeed it is yeah well is there anything we uh we might have missed that we we should cover no i don't think so i mean i you know at the end of the day i think i give it uh I'll give it a ten out of ten. <laughs> no. I'd actually recommend people play it because I think it's uh, it's very interesting and it's def. I, it's not if if people haven't played it, I would say yeah, it's definitely worth your time. You might not you might not want to play all the way through to the end, but certainly give those like first ten to fifteen days a go. It's 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 it feels very different. Um, I know a lot of people have talked about the, the tactile nature of the paper. I, I didn't feel that as much, but it is kind of fun playing with your desk and that kind of thing. I actually think this would be an interesting game to play on like an iPad, you know, just thinking about that because you could actually move the papers around with your finger and, you know, turn them with your finger and things like that as opposed to your mouse. So I, you know, maybe if, if, if that's ever in the cards, an iPad version would be, would be an interesting way to play it. Um, You know, and I, I think, yeah, I think people should play it. I think it's a very interesting game. I think it does a lot of interesting things that I haven't seen many other games do cart life excluded, of course. And at the same time, I think it does have a lot of problems, but it's a game that it's a game that's going to be uh, worth your time, I think. And it's also a game that makes me interested to see what Pope does in the future. It makes me want to go back and see the, the his previous one, which is the Republica, 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 Republica Times, was it? Uh, there's some other games he's done as well. So I really feel yeah. like I need to have a look at his uh, back catalog. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, I think that'll do it for us uh, this month. So join us again next month for another episode of Counterweight. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening.